The best relationships are built on learnable skills. The question becomes, are you willing to learn? Join John and Sungshim Lopnow as they converse with leaders at the intersection of brain science and spiritual formation with practical ways of staying connected to the presence of God and to one another. We hope that the Presence and Practice podcast serves you and other leaders around the world with tangible ways to increase love in every interaction. And now, to tell you more about today's episode, here's John and Sungshim. Hello, friends. This is a podcast I did when I was on uh, the Soul Shepherding podcast with Bill and Christy Galtier. This is a few years ago, and I wanted to share it with my community. I give you some encouragement to check out their website, the resources they have, excellent ministry, amazing people, Bill and Christy Galtier and their team. Uh, I know many of their teams, Sung Shim and I support them in many ways. So hope you enjoy this conversation. It was a real blessing to be a part of. Hey friends, thank you for tuning into Soul Talks. We have a special treat for you. I'm with my uh, good friend, John Lopnow here, and we're going to have a conversation. Welcome, John. Oh, thanks, Bill. Good to be here. And I'm already learning from you. Uh, John helped me relax as we sat here. He took off his shoes. And so I thought, well, I'm going to take off my shoes. I said, well, I'm going to smell your feet. I'm going to let you smell mine. <laughs> it's my honor. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it's just, just being comfortable and settling in. And mm. we're just here in our home. And, uh, you know, as always with Soul Talks, uh, friends who are tuning in, you're our friends, and we just want you to just feel like you're in our home and uh, in this conversation. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, men, uh, emotions, and prayer. And when I think about men, emotions, and prayer, and someone who understands that and is healthy in that area, John, you are one of the first people I think of. Wow. Well, thank you. I have had my own learning curve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I remember... When I was younger, uh, I remember being in um, small groups in high school, and everyone always asked, how are you doing, John? And everything was always fine, even though that it wasn't fine. Mm. So that's that's actually my journey from there to now where what you see is a little more interactive. I'm aware of what I'm feeling. At least I know what I do. Like so I used to stuff it, and I still have that tendency. I can bury my emotions but I know that's not the best thing for me and my relationships. Yeah. And now today you're, you're kind of like the pastor of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it was such a big thing for me mm -hmm. that I want to figure this out because it would, it occupied so much of my attention trying not to feel these more painful emotions, mm. sadness, anger, fear. Yeah. I just try to bury them and just don't, I've tried to allow them not to interrupt my life, but actually they would the more I tried to ignore them. Yeah. So the fine response was just a, a hiding, mm -hmm. closing down. Yeah. And so you, you learn to, to pay more attention to what you were feeling mm -hmm. and put words to that. Mm -hmm. Yes. How did you do that? What, what helped you with that? Well, actually pain was the first thing that helped me. And I had a small group leader and a small group that cared mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. So when my parents got divorced, that was the big Obviously, my life is not fine. I had a small group leader and a group of guys that mm -hmm. were there for me. And so then I could, oh my gosh, I can actually share how I'm feeling. I have to because of the disruption in my life. And it it was wonderful. I mean, it was wonderful to be able to be free to mm. say, 
I'm so sad, I'm upset, and these brothers cared for me and loved me, and we prayed together. I mean, it was that simple. Like, it was obvious that I needed help and care, and they were there for me. Yeah, so that freedom of expression and then being really listened to, mm-hmm. you, you felt like you were accepted. Yes. You yeah, could be yourself. Midst, yep, in the midst of this turmoil and this being upset and pain involved, I was loved and received and accepted. And they, they completely listened to me. They cried with me. Mm. They walked with me. They laughed with me. That was a huge, I think that was the, the breaking open of feeling emotions in the context of relationships. Mm. Wow. What a descriptor. Yeah. The, the breaking open mm. and the inner hidden emotions just coming out and, and the, the, the crying together, but also the laughing together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in Ecclesiastes, there's a, a, a time and a season for everything, a time to weep, a time to, to dance, a, yes. a time to, to cry, a time to laugh. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I was very skillful at bearing the emotions, mm. but this group of guys, that was the first time that it really opened my eyes to being able to, out of necessity, be upset and be cared for. Yeah, so often it is a um, a crisis or some big mm-hmm. uh, event that really really hurts or is really stressful, and we we sort of crack open. Hopefully, yeah. In the and this was in the context of a caring community. Yeah, well, you know, I just in my in the soul shepherding devotional email sent out recently, I shared about a, an experience where I was cracked open in, in my mm-hmm. psychology studies in, in college and was. We had a, a class on group therapy, and fortunately, I had a teacher who believed in uh, learning by experience. Mm-hmm. And so, rather than just reading the text on group therapy and talking about it, we did it. Mm. And so, sitting in a circle, and uh, somebody, uh, well, as people were going around and sharing and being vulnerable, and I was just taking it all in and listening, and somebody became uncomfortable with my presence because I hadn't joined in with the pool of pain mm. and said, well, well, what about you, Bill? You're just up there on your pedestal. Mm. And I was just like shocked. Mm. It's like, you think you're like better than us or something. Where's your pain? And I was like scared. I was like, ah, I just wanted to get out of there. I uh-huh. didn't know what, what to do. And it was a couple of days later, I was in my teacher's aid meeting mm. with my professor who was the group therapist mm-hmm. in, in the teacher, but also leading the, the group therapy. And so, uh, I, by the time I met with her, I'd gotten back up on the pedestal and I was, I was fine mm-hmm. to use your word there. Yeah. You know, everything was okay. And she said, well, so how did that f- feel for you in, in group? And I said like, yeah, well, why did uh, Jerry say that about me? Why did he say I'm sitting on a, a pedestal? And so she just kind of, you know, gently mm-hmm. helped me unpack that and, and look at how, yeah, I, I'm hiding. I've got this mm-hmm. ideal self I'm putting out and. Well, what's underneath that? Mm, yeah. So that, that's what's been helpful. And then I realized that the, the biggest emotion that was scary for me was anger. Mm. Because, you know, like I grew up and my parents would fight and I'm like, I see anger destroys relationships. And then I learned from, you know, my studies in marriage and family therapy and my mentors, including you, that it does not have to be a dangerous emotion. You can actually feel the anger and not act on it, but mm-hmm. share it and realize there's something that you value, John, that you can convey and discuss and talk about. This is important to me. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it can actually bring a connective experience with people, like with my wife, Sangshim. I can share it. This is important to me. I'm feeling upset about it. Can we talk about it? And 
that's been really huge. I, I really avoided anger before because I saw it as destructive. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you really grow in that uh, mm-hmm. even today in our, our group, uh, John and I are in a group of uh, pastors. Uh, actually, they're all soul shepherding associates and we meet every two or three months and for, uh, well, two couple, two and a half hours and yep. everybody takes a turn and we share and pray for each other about how things are with our soul and in our life and mm-hmm. give each other empathy and, and pray for each other. And, uh, over the years that you and I have been connecting, I've, I've seen you be, uh, become more, more direct and facing these conflicts mm-hmm. and being willing to say, you know, well, hey, I disagree with this or, mm-hmm. you know, actually th- this is frustrating me or I, I, I'm feeling angry here. Yeah. I think, and you know, I mean, part of what that has been is, I realize I can feel this, then I will, at my best, when I become aware of it, I can actually talk to Jesus about this. That helps me take a look at it in a slower down pace with Jesus before I, if I'm afraid to hurt somebody or create a distance in the relationship. That's why I would avoid a disagreement or expression of anger of some sort, because I don't want the, their this connection to be lost. Yeah, you value the closeness and the bonding so much. Yeah, and so I don't want to venture into saying a difference of opinion or bring some energy of something I value that I don't think they're valuing appropriately. Right. And so what I would do is I would just bury it. Mm-hmm. And then in a sense, when I bury it, then I bury a part of myself. Yeah. And that's, over the long run, that is destructive and... I'm not fully alive in Christ, fully alive to myself mm-hmm. and who God designed me to be. And I've seen that. And when I venture out in taking the risk, it's sometimes messy, not perfect, but I have grown in my ability to express the things that I see with some, actually you grow in it. I've gotten better at it. Like you've, you've said, and I feel more comfortable at doing it. Yeah. So it's, uh, Learning to have something more to say than, oh, I'm fine, Mm -hmm. but to be honest. And uh, for me, getting off that pedestal, Mm -hmm. the ideal self that I was raised with as as a hero child in my family and seeking attention for that, but learning that, no, I I have feelings and needs underneath that. And so when we get honest, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. that that helps us connect in relationship. Yes. And so that's that's the big revelation for you in, in your story that I'm hearing is that well, you're really a relational type. And mm-hmm. so when you, when you were hiding your real self, that, that was actually hurting you. Mm-hmm. You're feeling alone there, not, not really known. Yeah. The exact thing that I desire, which is that connection, and I fear some disconnection, I can create by not being who I truly am mm-hmm. and bringing at least my imperfect perception of what's going on and the things that I think need to happen, maybe in some expression of that. And when I have done that, I do remember sometime I did this, and this was a little more uh, public on stage. I sensed from God for me to say something. I was a little bit afraid because I was afraid this might create some disconnection. But actually what happened was when I expressed the thing that I valued, more people came up to me afterwards saying, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Which was a real in real time experience of, oh, wow, when I really show up and be who I am in Christ to the best degree that I can, it makes a difference. Yeah, it takes courage when you do that. It did take courage that time. Yeah. It was a pretty powerful experience to really express my feelings. And the more I've done it, the more I've become nuanced, adept at it, uh, skillful. And, and actually, some of my best times come from interacting with Jesus first. And I have a process that I do that with, uh, you know, manual journaling. Yeah. And that's, there's, 
we've been doing it, my wife and I've been doing this for many years, four or five plus years. And so I just take time and I, it helps me slow down, identify, articulate to Jesus. And then I get to see, actually, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm valuing. This is what I'm feeling. And in that interaction, I get to hear God's attunement to me. Yeah. So tell us more about this, because this is something that I just really love and admire about you, Mm -hmm. John, and want our listeners to to glean from, Mm -hmm. which is that you're a man who has learned to, first of all, as you've been sharing with us, to, to feel your emotions, your your, your needs, your tender places, and to bring that into relationship with, with your wife, with your friends, uh, but also with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so you, uh, you and Sung Shim have developed this journaling prayer tool mm-hmm. that you call Emmanuel Journaling. Mm-hmm. And this is like sp- spreading like wildfire mm-hmm. a- across America and beyond with mm-hmm. people that are just so, I mean, even within our ministry, people that we share this with. Just mm-hmm. recently, uh, a, a pastor and wife that we, we shared your, your tool with, uh, she took it on the women's retreat and shared it with, with, with all, all the women because it's so helpful yes. to her, helping her to, to get in touch more with her own feelings, mm-hmm. to connect with the Lord, and then to, to bring that into relationship, w- what she's been reflecting on in, in journaling and mm-hmm. uh, praying. Now she, she reads that or, or mm-hmm. summarizes it to her husband or to her friends in her small group, and it's connective there too. Yes. Yes. And, we had the same, we've had similar experiences where let's say Sangshim and I are going through something. We will interact with Jesus with this way. And it is very helpful for us to slow down, write it down. We either handwrite it or we might do it on the computer, but then we will take time. And when we do it, we do it on a consistent basis. So it's outside of just, oh, we have a need. We have to do it. We just do it like once a week mm-hmm. on Monday mornings. But when we need it, we go to it and yeah. then we will read it out loud. We'll ask, hey, can I read my journal to you, my entry, my in- interaction with Jesus. And it's such a powerful experience for me to understand the depth of what I'm feeling and to get a sense of why it's important, because I've already had the interaction. I've had the conversation with Jesus. But then when I share it with Sangshim, it's even if it's a little bit tougher, it's easier to hear. And actually, she's done this with me as well. And I can hear her emotion and what she's going through in a more um, digestible way. It's, it kind of makes, it facilitates that connection. Yeah, I just love the way the Emmanuel journaling process is helping you to get in, in touch with experientially what your emotions are, what you're struggling with, to put, put words to that, mm-hmm. and then to integrate the, the connection now with, with the Lord and with a safe friend. Mm-hmm. It's just that integration there is so powerful. It is. And the process comes, we start with some gratitude. And it's an interactive gratitude. And then we move to expressing to Jesus and hearing back from him his attunement to what we're going through. Mm -hmm. There's five steps through that. And just being attuned by the Holy Spirit is a very validating, comforting, and empowering. It doesn't Mm -hmm. just stay there, but it actually uh, moves us towards bright action, good action, and relational. It keeps it relational. We already had a relational experience with Jesus. Then it moves us often. We've developed a way in a community and in our our marriage and other friendships where I actually had a friend a couple of weeks ago say, text me, John, can I read you my manual journaling? I'm like, yeah. sure. But then I found out that it was because I did something that kind of hurt this person. They read their journal to me mm-hmm. and it was very, I could hear it readily. And we have a good relationship, but this really deepened that friendship. Yeah. It was very powerful. 
Yeah, because sometimes we have feelings in our marriage or a family relationship or a friendship or a work relationship, and they feel overpowering to us. And so if we sit down and reflect and pray and then use a tool like a manual journaling to just break it down and respond to each of the questions, mm-hmm. it helps it not be so uh, overwhelming that we would just shut down. Mm-hmm. And it helps us to get out of our heads, which a, a lot of us who are men, we, we struggle with, right? We think we need to be strong and in control all the time, and uh, we can get lost in our thoughts and our analysis and what we need to do about the situation. But Emmanuel journaling won't let us do that. Mm. It's a very empathy-based tool, and it's just breaking down the different components of empathy. And so when I've done this, it's been really helpful to just focus in on, okay, so yeah, what is my body posture? As, as the Lord is looking at me, How what is he seeing in my, my nonverbals? And, mm-hmm. and then to, to write that down. And, and uh, well, yeah, so the Lord, he, he knows what I'm thinking. What, what am I thinking about this particular situation I'm struggling with? And to Write that out. Well, this, yeah, this is what I'm telling myself. And, and to hear the Lord noticing that and be concerned about that, putting words to the emotions and so forth. It's going through that whole process. It's very engaging and enlightening. Mm-hmm. And when I've uh, experienced that with other men in the group with, that we do, I get to see, oh, we're not that different. Mm. We're all struggling with expressing these things, feeling these emotions. Could be fear anger, sadness, other big emotions that kind of disrupt or cause me to uh, sometimes disengage from the people that I really want to stay engaged with. And this has been one tool that's been really helpful. And when I see other men go through that and express that and share that with me, it's very connecting because we see we're not alone. We're more Mm -hmm. similar than we are different. Mm -hmm. We may have some external differences in how we manage those emotions, but when we're in it together and we have a space and a way of articulating and sharing that, it's been very uh, freeing and empowering to do that together. I love that. And I just love the example uh, for our listeners, uh, for, for you, whether you're uh, a man who's listening and you have some challenges with articulating your emotions uh, or you're uh, a woman and you're married to someone like that or you're in relationship with a man who's in, in his head or he's just a real doer and Sometimes the, the, the stereotypes kind of reverse, and uh, it's not always true that men are in their heads and women are more in their emotions. It, it flips around, and women are doers and achievers and, and workers, too. Uh, so I think we, we all can uh, apply this. But I just so many men that I talk to struggle with feeling their emotions, and women in relationship with them struggle with that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you could make a comment on, well, so how is your process of, of journaling and prayer and conversation helping that man who's strong, he's a doer, he's in his head, he doesn't feel tender emotions? The thing I would say is this process, you, you want something to do, just do the process. You don't have to think, you don't have to figure out a new way of doing it. Just follow the simple method. And it's been actually extremely helpful to me and other people Sometimes we want, as a guy, I want to, okay, just tell me what to do. Yeah. Well, you don't have to do this. This is one tool like that has been helpful. But if you want to know, hey, what's it, what can I do? Follow the process. Mm-hmm. You know, it just starts with some gratitude. Or you can, if you're just too upset and you can't think of anything, go to the, the first step. And that has, I think it will help you engage your left brain, which guys are typically thought of as uh, staying in your left brain. Yeah, the left brain's are more analytical and linear and mm-hmm. cognitive and step-by-step. Step. Yeah. So we start there, and then it will kind of slowly, once you start articulating that or writing it down, 
then you can slow down and begin to notice to the degree that you can what you're feeling. And I think just having a simple step-by-step process that you can go at the pace that you want can be extremely helpful, and as it has been for me. And it can be for any guys if they're stuck and they don't know what to do. Follow this five steps. Yeah. I'm, I'm blessed, as I know you would say you are too, John, to be married to uh, my friend who helps me do this. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we uh, essentially speak out at a, a manual journaling to Christy, and mm-hmm. she helps me put words to what I feel. And it's just the power of, and we were just doing this in our group for each other, mm-hmm. the power of someone who, who will listen to you mm-hmm. and just let you talk and help you get underneath the, oh, I, I'm okay, oh, I'm good, everything's fine, and get underneath that and say, well, what's really going on? I remember I went to meet with Dallas Willard, and you know his favorite question to ask people like me was, well, what's bothering you? Mm. And he calls that a spiritual direction question. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting at the soul. Yeah, because what's bothering you, it, it doesn't seem like that profound of a question, but the things that are frustrating you or worrying you or discouraging you, that's, that's the emotions that are percolating on the surface. Uh, if we'll listen, mm-hmm. see, because it's, it's coming from deep inside, and then we can find God or look for God somewhere in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, now that I'm sitting here and I listen to these podcasts, I miss Christy's voicing. Well, honey, it's about that time. Yeah. <laughs> I can really hear her voice. Yeah. And so you said this is like a soul talk, just natural. Yep. And that those are the that's the voice that I hear. Yeah, she is as uh, good at helping us keep time. I'm not very good at that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's helpful. So uh, yeah, wrapping up, John. If someone wants to to contact you or Sungshim or they want to learn more about Emanuel journaling, how can they do that? We have a website, emanueljournaling.com, with an I, because you can spell it with an E, but emanueljournaling.com. And we're also very active on Facebook, Emmanuel Journaling. Yeah. Those are the two ways. Awesome. And then you've got a great book that I've read and really appreciated called Joyful Journey. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure they could get that from you, or they just go on Amazon and get that. And it, it goes through all the all the steps with uh, biblical uh, teaching on that and examples and you know why it's so helpful for uh, healthier relationships and a healthier soul and so that we can be a blessing to the people around us. Yeah, it's helpful in marriage or parenting or small groups. It, we've heard lots of stories and as people engage it, they can be creative. So, Bill, I really appreciate this conversation and just your friendship and you and Christy have been really wonderful mentors, friends, and we are blessed by you guys. Yeah, it's awesome to follow Jesus together. Mm. Uh, would you offer a prayer for our listeners? I would love to. Father, we give thanks for your presence through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And may we be blessed by a vision of life in your kingdom, Mm -hmm. following Jesus, and learn from Jesus how, Jesus, you handled emotions, how you interacted with the Father, and help us to learn from one another as each person who has the Holy Spirit guiding them and living in them. May we learn to listen to the Spirit alive in each person, bringing our emotions so we're fully alive in Christ. Mm -hmm. And we reveal what it's like to be alive in Christ while feeling anger and sadness and all those emotions that we maybe have different relationships with, fear or bury it or just express it. Help us to know how to do that and live fully alive in your kingdom and feeling those emotions and allowing them to connect us to you and to one another. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our Soul Shepherding community. Do you receive our weekly devotional emails? They're inspiring and free. You can sign up on soulshepherding.org. We love hearing your comments, questions, and requests for podcast topics. It's also a blessing when you share Soul Talks with a friend.